The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. When it comes to COVID-19 in the province, uh, today uh, the city held a news conference, um, part of it announcing that it's had to beef up security on Edmonton Transit because of who has taken over as passengers. David Aitken, who is chairing the city's COVID emergency task team, says it's a matter of protecting riders from each other. It involves great numbers of vulnerable population or people using the transit system as a place to spend the rest of their day. We were also seeing great numbers of people who were riding the transit system for long periods of time and showing disruptive behaviour. Together, these incidences are raising some public concerns amongst transit users, uh, operators and city leadership. Uh, Vinesh Pratap joining us this afternoon. He is a City Hall reporter for Global Edmonton. Vinesh was at the meeting today. Hey, Vinesh, welcome back to the show. Hey, how's it going? Uh, really good. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. I know you're on a on a tight schedule. So give us an idea of, of how bad the situation has has been that they were talking about today when it comes to the the, the passengers on the buses. Well, you know, let's uh, go into some background here first. Uh, so, you know, uh, ETS, uh, they've put in a number of measures related to COVID-19. Uh, one of them, for example, is uh, moving to a Saturday, modified Saturday schedule. Um, another one is free transit and then uh, beyond that uh, people are asked to board in through the rear doors so there's uh, less uh, contact between people and you know more social distancing so with that and with the fact that so many people are are working uh, from home right now or have been laid off uh, you know transit ridership weekday transit ridership is down 72 percent but at the same wow. time uh, there's been an increase um, in kind of uh, you know um, some safety concerns and disruptive behavior on ETS and so that was identified by ETS leadership, the branch manager, Eddie Robar. Uh, that was identified yesterday, uh, brought forward to the city's task team related to COVID-19. And within the span of 24 hours, a work plan has been kind of brought together to kind of uh, disrupt the disruptive behavior. So um, everyone who is using transit and the transit drivers feel more safe on the system. So, um, Vinesh, I was listening to the news conference uh, today and got underway at about uh, 11.30 this morning. Uh, What kind of um, disturbances have been happening that they're worried about? Well, you know, we asked that question. Uh, They wouldn't get into specific details, but, you know, what we heard is everything from assaults to petty crimes. So this is something that, uh, you know, we have seen on ETS before, but, you know, you throw in this particular crisis that we're going through, uh, fewer people on transit, and then, you know, more of the vulnerable population on transit, and then you have, uh, you know, uh, the the situation for raised concern, and then uh, the need to come up with a plan to deal with it. And so, you know, that's what we're dealing with right now. We haven't heard, you know, specifically that the city won't identify which specific routes or times or locations, uh, but the, they have identified measures that they are taking uh, to, to deal with this. Yeah, this colder weather not helping the situation at all either. Yeah, you know, it's suspected that is one of the reasons why uh, some members of the vulnerable community are congregating towards uh, transit, uh, because it's simply a a warm place to be. And so uh, that's what they identified in the news conference is that people um, are riding transit all day and basically using it as a a shelter of last resorts. Um, And so, you know, to deal with this, uh, you know, uh, they identified several safety steps. For example, uh, enhanced security uh, patrols at key bus and train locations. 
that's going to be driven by data analytics. So the city collects a whole swath of data, you know, identifying where the hotspots are, and they're going to be kind of redeploying resources, security patrols to those uh, problem areas. Um, as well, the city is working with various support agencies uh, to uh, to deal with vulnerable passengers, to, to uh, kind of direct them to appropriate services. The whole point of this is to not find people because it doesn't make sense when you're dealing with a vulnerable population because, I mean, they simply don't have the means to pay such mm-hmm. fines. So it's, uh, you know, identifying their concerns, talking with them, directing, directing them to the supports that could help uh, best help them in, in their situation. Have, did you hear today from uh, Mr. Robar at all about how um, the transit drivers are are feeling right now? I know that shields have been installed. They, they they've done a number of different things. You know, you talk about um, you know everyone has to load from the uh, from the back doors that sort of thing. About how um, the actual the employees the drivers are feeling about their situations right now on the on the buses and LRT. Well, you know, uh, Eddie Robar said you know when it comes to safety, uh, any any incident is concerning that happens on ETS property. And so, again, this is why they've taken some very quick action. You know, normally when we think of the city and and taking steps, you think of a a big bureaucracy and time to to implement things. But again, this was identified uh, yesterday as uh, kind of the data and the reports came in. Um, And then, you know, this task team, they met. And then within the span of, uh, you know, 24 hours, they put together this action plan. So, you know, Eddie's saying that, you know, safety is paramount and that they want to make sure that everyone from transit drivers to uh, customers on board are, are safe when they're on buses and trains. I've been quite impressed about how um, Eddie Robar and his team have handled this over the past couple of weeks. I mean, they've they've identified issues and then tried to change them as quickly as possible. I mean, they've been really following this closely, and I, I think that says a lot about uh, his team and actually about the the entire team uh, at the city of Edmonton and how they're how they're handling this uh, this you know situation that we find ourselves in that no one's been in before. It's it's been something to watch, hasn't it? It's it has you know i think you know everyone from you know uh civic employees to people just in their private sector workplaces are kind of learning on the fly and writing new rules um as they kind of go along this is a steep and a huge learning curve for so many people out there you know again learning new ways to work learning to you know adapt basically on the fly as situations change you know seemingly in an instant so uh yeah definitely uh, you could see uh, there's a I'm sure a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of late night meetings to, to deal with situations like this. Uh, before I let you go, Vinesh, I know Jackie uh, Jackie Ford, who is the branch manager of social development. Uh, she spoke today and was you know was talking about you know one of the reasons why we have a lot of people um, you know our vulnerable population riding the buses is in part because of the cold weather. It's a it's a place to be. It's a warm place to be. But it's, it's it goes hand in hand with the fact that we don't have a, enough affordable housing in this in this city and we know that city council has made that a, a big priority for them can you tell us what is happening an update on the expo center and what's going on with commonwealth and and how that is how that has been working over the past couple of weeks uh, well you know the expo center has been set up as a, a day space uh, for the vulnerable so basically they can go to that location and have basically room to stretch out to practice social distancing you know normally when we think of the vulnerable population 
population. They're outside of uh, shelter spaces or those kind of amenities, and they're all kind of huddled together. Something no one wants to see, especially right now. So the Expo Centre provides that venue where they can stretch their legs and kind of be that two metres apart from each other. So there's that venue there. Um, There's also an isolation space uh, set up uh, at the Expo Centre as well for people who are experiencing uh, COVID-19-like symptoms. Uh, Last week when I checked, there were 35 people in that isolation space, so there might be more. That number might be uh, uh, not out of date. And so uh, with that, um, there's an overnight space that's uh, the Kinsman. Um, And so, again, more space to stretch out and everything like that. And just to uh, add something related to the whole ETS thing, uh, so initially there was uh, a shuttle bus running from the Expo Centre to the shelter spaces downtown. Uh, Eddie Robar said today that uh, a new shuttle service will be introduced and that will run from the Kinsmen uh, to the Expo Centre, so from the overnight space to the day space, uh, so people within the vulnerable community won't have to rely on regular transit to get from point A to point B. Very good. All right, Vinesh, we'll leave it there. I really appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you for this. For sure. Yes, have a good afternoon. Okay, you too, Vinesh Pratap from Global Edmonton, who covers uh, City Hall. Uh, lots to keep uh, track of these days, of course, coming out of uh, City Hall. So interesting that Jackie Ford, during her um, uh, during the news conference uh, today, and of course you remember Jackie Ford, used to be the CEO over at the, the YWCA, had been on this show numerous, numerous times. Uh, Catherine O'Neill just named uh, the new CEO over there, looking forward to seeing what she does in that role over the coming uh, weeks and months uh, ahead. But Jackie Jackie Ford saying that the Expo Centre seeing about 600 unique visits to its drop-in shelter facilities a day. Um, and we know at last count there was about 1,600 homeless people in Edmonton. And um, affordable affordable housing, we've heard it talked about numerous times from, from City Hall, from City Councillors, especially from our Mayor, especially when this first started about the about the need for it. We heard him um, almost, you know, very emotional. In, in one of the news conferences, one of those first news conferences, pressing the government, pressing AHS to, to come up with a plan to deal with our, our vulnerable population in this city. We had to get it done, and now we have things in place, and, and the city continues to modify it. So interesting to watch uh, unfold.